Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Last week we were talking about Revelation chapter 12. We're in the, uh, Satan was, the war broke out in heaven, and Satan was thrown out of heaven and brought to the earth. We talked about how, how destructive the enemy could be in the spiritual warfare and the problems that Satan can have and the effect that he can have in our life as believers. Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask that you go before us, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray that you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Last week, we are in Revelation chapter 12, and it's not with an S, Revelation. It's S, it's, it's Revelation. And we talked about Satan, how he was thrown out of heaven. John was on the island of Patmos, and he was getting the revelation from God through the angels, Jesus Christ's angels, and they were telling him about the future of the church and the future of Revelation and how we as believers are going to see the end times. Last week we talked about the uh, beast and the the false prophets. We talked about the wilderness. I mean the uh, woman and the child and the dragon. We talked about how his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth. We see how uh, you know a third of the angels were kicked out of heaven. To be cut, to be booted down to earth, and now earth, Satan is now on the earth. He's been on the earth, uh, and it's about to get real bad now. The beast from the sea is here, and we see uh, now. We see uh, it, this chapter is very complex, but it's not. It's it's simple if you simplify it, because John was talking about the. Uh, Mark of the Beast. Yeah, this is the Mark of the Beast, man, 666. And, you know, you got to realize that the dragon, you know, you got to realize that the evil now is on the earth. And let's read this. Then I stood on the, on the, on the sand. This is Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name, a blasphemous name. Now listen, we see Revelation 17, we see the mystery of Babylon the Great, we see the the scarlet woman and the scarlet beast, it says that one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked to me saying to me, come and I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. We see the Antichrist already now on the earth with the spiritual harlotry. We see the uh, uh, abomination acts in the history and we see the woman, how she's drunk with the blood of the saints in Revelation 17 and the Christian martyrs. You go to Matthew chapter 24 and 21, and it picks up there, but we see how the wine of her fornication and the actions are happening now through pornography, through uh, a crazy society who wants to do whatever they want, when they want, and the you see the end times now happening. We are living now in the end times. We've been in the end times. Daniel's been being fulfilled throughout the ages. And now we see the radical, radical destruction 
of, of human beings through the, through the uh, wager of sin equals death. Listen, believers, don't be scared of revelation. The uh, mother of harlots, who is Satan, and of the abominations of the earth, are trying very hard to distract you in the work that Jesus Christ wants to do in your life. Listen, we'll go back to 17 in a minute. But Revelation chapter 13, it says, And I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw the beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on the, his horns ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Okay, here we have, uh, you know, Revelation, uh, Revelation, uh, Daniel, see Daniel's vision of the beasts were the kingdoms and the kingdoms would rule over the earth. Okay. And basically Babylon, you know, and then the bear, the bear would be Persia and Rome was never really this. It, it was never taken over or conquered. So we see, uh, you know, the nations are going to be revived in the European nations in the end, which you see now, and the European Europeans are, are fellow that are coming together in a community, and you can see where Rome is the horn it talks about in Daniel, and see John John also sees it in Revelation 13, but the heads are the mountains. Okay? The heads are the mountains because Rome was known for the city of the hills. And the ten horns are the ten kings that, that, that basically receive the power from the Antichrist. But here we have the symbol for the kingdom in Daniel chapter 2, all the way through, is the seven heads. But it, it could be Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Greece, Persia, and Rome. Okay? And a restored Roman Empire. Okay? The ten horns signify the form of Gentile world power that the beast receives his power and authority from the dragon. Okay, it's parallel to the four beasts, especially the fourth one in Daniel chapter 7. So we see the actual enemy trying to deceive the world and the nations. He's going to come out of the European nation, I think. I believe that this is what's going to happen. He's going to deceive many people into coming to him, into, into worshiping him, uh, uh, you know, the Antichrist. Now, Satan's really trying to destroy our walk with Jesus Christ. This is the point where, listen to verse, listen to this, man. Verse three, and I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded and his, de and his, and his deadly wound was healed. Okay. Let's back it up to verse two. Now the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. Okay. Now. Nations, man. We're talking about nations. It's amazing, man. I'm just blown away. I just, I, I, I think, how can I relate this to the believers that are out there right now that are hurting and suffering? You need to understand that Revelation is a love letter sent by God, by, by his angels. Jesus Christ is warning us that we got to be ready in season and out. Jesus was even warned uh, you know, Satan tried to come and deceive Jesus also in Matthew, where he tried to take him to the high pinnacle. We know the story, man. Okay. But we know that God's in control. All right. 
And the great dragon is Satan. Okay? And the seven-headed beast, you know, you know, we, we see the end times here. Okay? You know, the, the Gentile world power. It's, it's, it's relating to Israel, especially in the end times. We see what's going on in Israel. We see how everybody's trying to come against Israel. We see how Israel will stand in the end uh, faithful to God. And there will be 144,000 Hebrews that are born again. And they will have power to give the word of God out. And nobody will be able to touch them. You're going to see this. But this chapter right here in Revelation 13 is very, very critical. Because it talks about the actual mark of the beast. Believers... You're going to see some radical stuff, man. You're going to see Satan deceive many nations, deceive many people, deceive many pastors, deceive many people, friends, loved ones, the ones you thought you were a friend, knife you in the back, and they don't even know they're knifing you in the back because it's a spiritual warfare that you got to understand. Ephesians says to put on your, your helmet of salvation and guard your life, man, with the armor of God. Put it on, man, because Satan is... is Roaming about the earth, dude. Jesus told Peter, Peter, Satan knows your name. And that's scary, bro. I mean, I remember when I was like 10 years old and I saw the exorcist. I was like, oh my God, when she came down the stairs like a, like a dog. I had to take like a million showers and, and, and ask God to forgive me for watching it as a kid. Man, that ain't, that ain't what's going to happen. No, no. We're going to get into Revelation 17, where pornography is going to come in and, it's just in, and attack the mind. We're going to see the greed of the hearts of the people. The Bible says that men will be lovers of themselves, money. They will have no, they will be prideful, arrogant. Children will, will come against parents. We see it. This is what's happening. We see to and fro, computers going wham, bam, boom. You can, and soon you're going to be able to beam me up, Scotty. Well, come on. You're overreacting there. Oh, no. I'm not overreacting. <laughs> oh, no. The wager of sin equals death. Listen, God doesn't send us to hell. We send ourselves by not choosing the only begotten son for his righteousness, not ours, is our filthy rags. Believers, I know. I can't believe he's saying this. This is what's happening. Wake up. Shake up. People are not who they think they are. Rome is going to be reunited. I'm not talking about the Catholic Church. We're not getting into the Seventh-day Adventist horns of the Roman Empire. And even though it has relations to it, you see, we're talking about the devil and his tactics. Believers, he's cunning. He's smart. He's evil. But Jesus Christ has given us freedom through the blood of the cross. There's, there's no other way. It's amazing. Listen, nations are going to be deceived. We see the lamb and the 144 is going to be coming. This is what's going to happen. And we see the horns on his head, on his horn, uh, the horns and on his horns, 10 crowns and on his head, blasphemous names. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power 
His throne and great authority. Okay, because the dragon, Satan, listen, all right, one of these heads are gonna are, are, are a specific ruler. Okay. But Satan is gonna follow, he's gonna Satan uh, is gonna entice the empire. Listen to this. So here's what's gonna happen. Church, believers, listener, podcast listeners, get your pen, pen and notepad pads. Listen, on one of his heads, okay, it's a specific ruler, but more likely it stands for an empire. Now the unbelieving world is enticed by Satan to follow and worship the beast. Now, now, now the church is going to be taken out. Remember that. We talked about that. But those who worship the beast all also unwittingly worship the devil who gave authority to the beast. Any false worship or idolatry is ultimately demonic in Satan. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. But the beast is worshipped because the world is convinced that no one is like him and that no one can successfully make war against him. Here we have the uh, nasty beast who's going to accuse the church, slander the church, divide the church after the church is taken out, of course. In verse 3 says, The dragon gave him power and his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it has been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast so that they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like the beast? Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? You see? Deceiving. You see? Church. Listeners. We're going to see some serious stuff. We see in Daniel chapter 9, the seven-year covenant he's going to make. It's a period that he causes the sacrifices to stop. The temple is going to be built in Israel, Baruch Hashem, and Etz Israel. It's going to be built. The temple is going to be laid. Foundation will be done. The, uh, they'll be worshiping in the temple. Then, the, then Satan will try to... Make a seven-year period. It's a seven-year covenant period and cause the sacrifices to cease. Prayers will stop. They'll be, they will stop praying. Uh, and he will have a seven-year uh, you know, covenant. And he will come to the temple and he will desecrate it so bad that it'll cause the great tribulation of God's wrath, man. This is what we see. You're going to see the 42 months. It's the duration of the beast's worldwide supremacy. It's, 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 in key. It's, it's Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. You see this. This is going to happen. And people are going to be like, wow. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he'll blasphemy the people. He will try to deceive and meanwhile, get you to turn against Jesus Christ. We got to be careful. Listen, believers, we got to be careful. Okay? And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast who was able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. You see, he's going to blaspheme, blasphemy the church. He's, 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 you know... 
his tabernacle on those who dwell in the heavens. So he's going to talk smack. Listen, believers, we're not going to be here. But in the end, the ones who are stuck here are going to go through hell. We're going to get raptured. Harpazo. It was granted to him to make war with the saints. He's going to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And listen, an authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the fort, from the foundation of the world. Listen, believers, you need to get ready. Non-believers, I'm so sorry I'm, I'm hyper. Oh, forgive me. But it's because I see my purpose in life. I see me being a warning to the world that God wants you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to be bound in sin. Satan is a deceiver. He's very good at it. When we don't read our Bibles, he comes at us, man, like a fiery dart. Listen, believers, we're all sinners. I get it. But this is the time we need to prepare ourselves so that you don't get left behind. You may be thinking, oh, that's not going to be me. <laughs> you don't know that. Well, I do know that. Okay, you do. That's good for you. But for the non-believer, they don't know that. And they need to get baptized and be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because that's the key to having a great relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, it's not the water baptism that saves us. Like Galatians says, it's, it's not the outworking of, of the baptism. It's you saying, I want to stand for Jesus. I don't want to be that guy or that gal left behind. I don't want to be that person caught up in it. You know, I look at it this way. Believers, non-believers, you take a, a lobster and you throw them in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a cold pot of water. Okay. And you heat it up real slow, real slow. Throw some salt in there real slow. And, 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 and he doesn't even know he's cooking. Americans don't even know they're cooking. They don't even know that they're hooked on things that they shouldn't be hooked on. Heroin, fentanyl, sin. And Jesus is saying, I came to the cross. I came to the cross and died for you. You don't got to live a life pleasing to the devil. You can come to me. I will talk to you. I will be your maker. You will be my son. Revelation is a very good love letter. John is on the island of Patmos. And the angels from Jesus Christ are ministering to him. And he's, and he's seeing this vision. And he's giving it to the church. And to the non-believers. Because the book of life is the register of those who will receive eternal life. But in contrast to those who destined for the lake of fire. Oh, how could you say that? Just, it is, just, that it, just as it was God's plan before the world began that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, would be slain for humanity's sin. So the names of believers have been included in the book of life from the beginning. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Jesus Christ is in love with us. We need to know 
that the devil cannot have any control in our life. We've been free. We've been set free. We have no obligation to the devil. We have been free. He has no power in our lives. He has been beat already at the cross 2,000 something years ago. We don't have to worry anymore. We are free and in free indeed. If you have the son Jesus Christ in your life and you have received him as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to worry about anything because you won't even be here. I really believe that we need to get ready because we've got to be diligent. We don't want to be like the abandoned apostle and got cozy and comfortable, you know, sticking it out, woo, uh, warming up the seats. You know, like it says in Timothy chapter four, it says, verse nine says, be diligent to come to me quickly for, for De uh, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed from Thessalonica, Crescens and from Galatia, Titus from Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you for he is useful for me for ministry. He booked. He bailed. You see, I don't want to bail. Paul understood the eternal potential of a lifetime of a faithful servant service to Christ Jesus and he knew that Jesus would return with his with 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 rewards for those who stick it out over the long haul man we're in for the long haul and the crown of righteousness is a special reward given to those who serve God faithfully on this earth Matthew 5:10 talks about it there's going to be many listen there'll be as many crowns as there are runners who finish the race well but all who have loved his appearing for those believers in Christ who have lived faithfully in the hope of his return Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and I'm excited because Paul was in prison getting beat down told what to do by the correctional officers sit go to the bathroom eat this that bound to the chains but he was encouraged. And Paul trusted Demas. He trusted his co-worker. But because Demas loved the present world, he could not endure the hardship of the ministry. And instead he went to the world. We don't need to do that. We have Christ, Jesus. The beast is now in Revelation chapter 13. The beast from the earth, it's coming up in the end. We're going to see the church raptured before this. You won't be here if you're really saved. You don't have to worry about anything because we have Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is with us. We don't need to worry, fret, uh, uh, cry about anything. We just need to sit in his mercy and his grace. It's about grace and mercy, not a Joel Osteen smile and send your donations into him. It's ridiculous. It's not slander what I'm doing. It's ministry. It's real ministry. Jesus never begged anybody for money. Woe unto you. That's the people in the end. Babylon the great has fallen. It's fallen with, has made Babylon. Woo! Spiritual Babylon. What do you think you see today, believers? 
We're getting into the 666 soon. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Because the lamb was slain from the beginning of the world. And he's got a plan for you. And that's why I am excited. Because I'm going to stand before God one day and say, I told him, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and I did it with love. <laughs> because it's love. It's not slandering. But if anyone has an ear, this is what John is saying in verse 9, Revelation chapter 13. Let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with his sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Amazing. Wow. And I mean, it's going to get harder. Every day is going to seem like it's never going to end. When is it going to end? When are we going to get better? When's the nation going to get better? When is the people going to be more loving? When, when are you going to get out the cell phone? And back into the word of God. Oh, that's condemning. No, I'm just telling you, it's part of it. Hold on, church, believers. Don't be cozy. Pray. If you can't do anything, pray. If you can't get out and witness, let the Holy Spirit in you be the witness. Wherever you go, how you go, smile. Give somebody a word of encouragement. It's about encouraging one another. Amen? We got to be the light in the world. We have to encourage one another. Because that's part of being a believer. Listen, Satan is going to try to make a covenant with Israel for seven years. We see the seven-year period. He's going to deceive all the nations. And all the nations, he's going to go in there and he's going to demand to be worshipped as the, as the Antichrist. That's what we're going to see. Okay? It's coming down to the nitty-gritty. Are you ready? Are you want to be ready? You want your name in the book of life? Then I saw another beast. Listen, before that it says in verse 5, or verse uh, 10, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. Okay? I want you to understand something. We believers know where, where our faith comes from, where our hearts, where we belong. We belong in the arms of Jesus. But listen to this. This is amazing. I got this from the Lord. He gave this to me this morning, and I believe it's from him, okay? Here's the patience and the faith of the saints. We're going to be, not me, because I'm not going to be here, but, well, I already have been persecuted, but persecution is going to happen. But we must endure to the end, okay? Persecution is part of the problem. It's, I mean, not part of the problem. It's part of following Christ. But let me read verse 11 now. But then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all, all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth. Woo! By those who, by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image 
make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Listen to this. Okay? You're going to trip out, man. The great signs, the fire from heaven, and giving bread to the speech to the image of the first beast are persuasive. These are the signs. They're similar to those performed by the two witnesses. Remember? In chapter 11, verse 5 to 6. The performance of a great sign by the power of Satan. It's part of the mass deception prophesied by Paul in 2 Thessalonians. Listen. Because the number of the beast is 666. All right? In the right hand, it's going to be placed on the right hand in the end. On the, and and uh, the right hand or the forehead. And since, uh, you know, this is where we're going to get into next week on the mark of the beast. But, but <laughs> I'm going to read this to you for now. And then we're going to get into it. Okay? This is the beginning of it. Because if you accept the mark of the beast pre-hand, you're not going to make it. You're not going to come. God's not going to accept you. I'm sorry. This is the mark of the beast. So you can't be deceived. Listen, I'm going to be done with it. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb. We went over this, right? And okay, so then we go back here. It says he spoke like a dragon, verse 12, and he exercised all the authority of the first beast in the presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. All right, they're together. Now, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that even the fire come down from heaven. He's going to try to deceive the whole world so that everybody will worship him. Woo! Wow! Ah, whoa! Like a dumb thriller movie. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Now listen. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should don't should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's the wisdom. Let him who let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For his number, for the number of a man, his number is 666. Listen. Believers, there's going to come a time where the government, a government, whoever it may be, is going to want you to receive a mark of the beast. Don't do it. You will not make it to heaven. The Bible clearly talks about this later. And next week we're going to get into this. But for this week, I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is in love with you. And next week, we're going to touch up on the mark of the beast. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We ask that you bless it in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Listen, you guys. God bless you guys. And listen, next week, we're going to talk about the beast, the mark of the beast. We're going to talk about the 444. We're going to study the, uh, you know, Revelation 13 a little bit more. But God bless you guys, man. And remember, don't worry. Don't worry about your problems. Give them to God. Be happy. Find somebody you can read the Word of God with and to pray with. Find a non-denominational church, a beautiful Baptist church, any church that preaches God's Word effectively in sound doctrine. God bless you guys, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Until next time, may the Lord Jesus bless you guys.